this right here is Lucretia uh, Hughes testified that the urgent need to address gun violence epidemic in, uh, I guess, in America. Let's see. Honorable Chairwoman Maloney, Ranking Member Comer, distinguished members of the committee, thank you for allowing me to be here today to address the violence in our country. My name is Lucretia Hughes-Klukin. I have four children and nine grandchildren. On the night of April the 2nd, 2016. Wow, she has nine grandchildren? How old is she? She looks young. She doesn't look that old to be... I mean, what do I know, right? My family got a phone call that would change our lives forever. My ex-husband answered the phone and let out a blood-curdling scream, a scream of pain from the depths of his soul. He screamed, he cried, he's gone, he is gone. Our 19-year-old son, Emmanuel, went to a party early that night. After we got the call, we was frantic. We called his phone, no one answered. We called even the police. I went to Facebook and I had to ask, is my son dead? I found out that he was shot point blank in the head and killed while playing dominoes. No one spoke up for weeks and the killer was on the run. No one was going to snitch, but that is the street life. All right, so um, I think this speaks more about the gun. Uh, I don't think this speaks much about the gun. I think this speaks more about the, the violence and the, the culture in some of these communities, and not, not just black communities, but I, I understand exactly what, what's happening here. This whole no-snitch policy in a lot of these communities, this whole, like, uh, bad boy gang violence type of stuff that goes on in this community. Her son is probably a victim of that. This could have been like a robbery of some sort. Uh, yeah, I don't think this says much about a gun, but here's the issue. Like, when you bring in people who've been affected by gun violence, what you're in turn what you're in turn doing is you're allowing somebody who's really, really hyper emotionally attached to this issue. And like I, I always say, you never want to allow your emotions to dictate policies and laws because they have effects on people who are not affected by certain situations as these people who are. And sometimes we want to pull these people out in the front and allow them to testify and to give their opinions and thoughts on certain things when they should be probably the last person to be trying to address this issue because they're so emotionally attached to it, right? But at the same time, I get that many times only the people who are directly affected by these things are the ones who are willing to step up and talk about it in certain situations. Words can't describe how hard it is to bury a child. I ache for anyone and all who have done the same. My son's death was a result okay. of a criminal with an evil heart and a justice system failing to hold him accountable for the laws he had already broken. You see, a convicted felon killed my son with an illegally obtained gun. Our gun control lobbyists and politicians claim that their policies will save lives and reduce violence. Well, those policies did not save my son. The laws being... I get, like, uh, you know, I, I still feel the same regardless if she supports... Um, if she's pro second amendment or whatever the case, I still feel the same that sometimes um, people take it as you're emotionally attached to an issue. And 
even though she's taking the opposite approach on this, which I appreciate that she's being rational enough to understand the fact that even though her son was killed by a gun, that it wasn't necessarily the gun's fault. While it was other policies and things in effect that would have not changed that. Um, it, and discussed are already implemented in cities across this country. But they're not, they're not going to hear her. Trust me. It's just a point for one side of the team, and, the, and they will completely dismiss her. They're not going to change their minds. We have decades of evidence proving they do not work. St. Louis, New York, Chicago, Washington, Atlanta are gun control utopias, and they are plagued with the most violence. Ten more laws, 20 more laws, a thousand more won't make what has already illegal more wrong or stop criminals from committing these crimes. And y'all are delusional if you think it's going to keep us safe. Whew. I am a walking testimony Whew. of how the criminal justice system and the gun control laws, which is steeped in racism, by the way, have failed the black community. By the age of 25, I had already went to 18 young black men funeral at the age of 25. I have one black man in jail, one black man in the grave, and my young grandson going to be raised without a father. Now, and what she's referring to is the fact that many of these policies actually restrict black people who are living in poverty from actually owning firearms because they make it so hard for them to actually obtain one. Even though many of these young uh, black people or elderly black people in these communities live in dangerous areas and need some kind of form of protection and they don't want to become criminals by obtaining guns illegally, but they make it very hard for them to do so, even though the criminals themselves will get access to firearms. And that's what she's speaking to when it actually, she says racism. Now I would probably have to address this issue differently because I personally don't like using the race card when talking about any of these issues, because I just don't think it helps. We have to be realistic and say anyone living in a certain situation or predicament who needs access to a firearm and can't get one because of all the laws that they put in place to make it harder for them to get one could have their lives in danger. There are plenty of women who are dealing with domestic violence and stalkers and stuff like that. And they don't, they don't have the time to go through these hoops and bounds to try to get a firearm and they could be hurt in the process. And it's a curse on the black community and everyone else's. Something has it, to it change. It is, Tracy. Trust me, it is. Thoughts and prayers and calls for more gun control isn't enough. How about letting me defend myself from evil? Mm -hmm. I, you don't think that I'm capable and trustworthy to handle a firearm. You don't think that the Second Amendment doesn't apply to right. people that look like me? Who and you who would call for more gun controls are the same ones that are calling to defund the police? Oh, my God. You can, oh, my gosh. Boy, I was really 
hoping she would bring that up. I was really hoping, right? Like, tell me how it makes sense. Make it make sense for me. It don't make sense. It's not meant to make sense, right? They think in so many narrow-minded bubbles that they don't even want their bubbles touching each other. And one bubble is, we need to get all these guns out of the street. The other bubble is, we want to defund the police or get rid of the police. It's like, you can't have it both ways. And you can't, on one hand, say that you can't trust the police to protect you, while on the other hand, not empowering you to protect yourself. Makes perfect sense. Controls are the same ones that are calling to defund the police. Who is supposed to protect us? Mm-hmm. We must prepare to be our own first responders to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Yeah. I am a legal, law-abiding citizen, and I don't need the government to save me. I teach people how to use a firearm. I empower others to look at me to understand the Second Amendment is their right. I am a proud member of the D.C. Project, Women for Gun Rights. We Woo. believe that education Woo. is the key to safety, not ineffective legislation. Woo! Bro, amen for that. Kudos, kudos to that. Amen for that. Drop an amen for that. You got to. Is the key to safety, not ineffective legislation. We support meaningful solutions that will actually save lives. We support the Safe Student Act, HR 7415, which would immediately make schools safer. In hindsight, a Parkland, we Thank saw you, failure of the government at every level fell in the students. Students saw something and they said something, and the school did not act. Police were called to his residence over 30 times, and they did not act. You see, what happens when the state fails you? What happens when the police don't get there in time or the police don't respond properly? What happens? Do you just become a victim? And you might still be a victim, but shouldn't you have the right to defend yourself, to take matters into your own hand? Because it's your life at the end of the day. It's not their lives, it's your life. And why do politicians get the protection? I care about my life just as much as they care about their lives. At the very least, if they're going to have people protecting them, I should at least be able to protect myself. And finally, the police did not go into their school that fateful day and fail to protect those kids. We need to secure our, secure our schools and we got to secure this building right. or like y'all do. What's the difference? We call on Congress to ban gun-free zones. Woo! Fund nonpartisan firearm education programs like Kids Safe Foundation and non-governmental mental health organizations like Hold My Guns. Mm. And in closing, I claim that nothing... Then they're never going to do any of that. I doubt they're ever going to do that unless she has a majority in the House or the Congress that um, support her positions. But <laughs> that's far. That's that's far out. In these bills, do anything to make us safer 
or address the mental health crisis in this country. I gotta look up and see uh, DC Project Women for Gun Rights because I want to make I, I want to make a donation if if they take donations. I'd love to make a donation to their um to their. Despite program. living with the heartache of losing my son on a daily basis, I believe it is our God-given right to defend ourselves from any act of violence, making it more difficult or even more expensive for me and people that look like me and other law-abiding citizens will not make us safer. It will embolden the criminals. Mm. Gun owners are not the enemies and these gun control policies are not the solution. Woo! 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 Boy, let me tell you, she she laid it out. She laid it out. A round of applause for Lucretia. That's what I'm talking about. Average citizens, law-abiding citizens, taking matters into their own hands, getting their voices heard and speaking out. That's what it takes. Everyone can be a hero by doing their part. And she decided to put herself up there and decide to do her part. That's what it's about. And I'm, I applaud her. And I say kudos to her. Amen to her. And I'm going to try to find her. Um, I'm going to try to find her her uh, gun um, program or her gun um, group. And I'm going to see if I can make a, a donation. Or at least try to get some people to make donations as well. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Kudos to her. One in a million, a million, the one villain. Too hot to be in the kitchen. I'll end up melting the ceiling.